Welcome to Every Part, a division of Sharing Bread Ministries, highlighting different parts of the body of Christ in work, culture, and personality. Hosted by Kaylee Yo and me, Betsy Aldridge. We interviewed Meredith Telfair, and she had so many good things to say about how to be intentional in the way that she lives, in the way that she is a pastor's wife and mother and um, works in ministry. I feel like there were so many good takeaways you're going to want to listen to. Uh, Be sure to listen to the way that even through the hard times, she was able to use gratitude as a way to point to Jesus. Take a listen. Thanks so much for coming. You're welcome. I'd get to talk with you for a little bit. Will you tell us a little bit about yourself and your family? Yes. So um, my name is Meredith. I'm married to Ben Telfair. He's one of the pastors of Mountain Brook Community Church. And we've been in Birmingham now close to 15 years. We met at Sanford. Um, He's from Tallahassee originally. I'm from Atlanta. So we kind of met at Sanford, and Birmingham has kept us ever since. We have a four-year-old named Liam, although he'll be five here in just a couple months, and then a seven-year-old named Hudson. Um, and so he is, yeah, two boys, and then a fur baby, who's our COVID, our COVID dog. Oh, wow. <laughs> so fun. <Good laughs> Who keeps you. life interesting. He's our high-maintenance one, I will be honest. Oh, dog. Yeah, he is, I, I know I mispronounce it every single time, um, a Kavatsu, oh, Kavatsu, like King Charles and Shih Tzu oh, blend. Okay. He's precious. 12 pounds of Love it. fun. That's good. <laughs> He's small. He's small. He's small. Nice. Yes. That's huge. Yeah. We didn't know we were pregnant with our fourth, and we got a puppy, and we didn't know he was going to be really big either. And and then he's like 70-something pounds and a monster, and he like, and then I had a baby. I was I was actually pregnant when I did it. I'm like, this is insane. Yep. <laughs> but the dog was harder than the, the newborn. I can imagine dogs are hard mm-hmm. it really is like just having another child it is yes <laughs> well you're amazing with your children i want to jump into that because oh my goodness i was telling kaylee i was bragging about your son was in my vbs group <laughs> or like uh, he was in the same age as the kids i was teaching and yeah. he was asking all these questions to the bible leader and i was like wow you were grounded oh. what is your like your routine with your kids and like training them up yeah so i would say we work uh, it's we it's a kind of ebb and flow. It's not as structured as you might think. I think our approach first off, I think Ben being a pastor, it's always been a really big goal for us. Like we we pray that they do not grow up resenting the church. We want them to love the church. We want them to view the church as their home away from home. Um, and so I think a big part of that is just modeling our excitement for the word, modeling our excitement for God modeling our love for Him. And so we just try, I think, to weave it into kind of all the little areas. And so we've started now that they're getting older, having a little bit more structure time in the evenings to kind of read scripture together, ask questions. We're still figuring out kind of what is best for us. But I think a lot of times it's more so just sporadic throughout the day of just them watching us I mean, we talk about church all the time. And so within that, we're talking about scripture. We're talking about um, the Lord and wanting them to see our excitement and our love for them. And then, you know, they start to ask questions. And then we just try to, as best we can, honestly answer them and bring them back to scripture as much as possible. 
Well, you do a great job. <laughs> yes. I mean, you can just you can feel it in in your kids, which is huge. I mean, a, a four year old and a seven year old, yeah, you don't expect to see that. I mean, the maturity that they have is exceptional. So, thank you. I do sometimes have Sundays where Sunday school teachers are like, "We heard a story today," and I was like, "Oh, I can imagine you did." <laughs> so um, I, that's encouraging to hear. Thank you. Well, that you do a great job. Yes, thank so. you. You're welcome. <laughs> thank you. I mean, because it is it's so hard to know, like you know, and and I think it. What I love that you said is that you're working on it. Like you don't have a system yet. It's just mm-hmm. kind of like working it into every day and like trying to figure it out. Because sometimes I get kind of married into, okay, well, we have to have a Bible time in the morning. Right. And if it doesn't happen then, then it's just not going to happen or whatever. Right. Right. But I like being that flexibility of like, okay, we're just going to see what works best for us. And Yeah. And case. I think now that they're about to be five and seven, they're kind of getting old enough to begin to more so really comprehend and ask questions. So before it might have been just we're reading through the Jesus Storybook Bible and we're, we're talking about it. And now we're kind of figuring out this next season of more mature seems like a hard word for a seven-year-old and a four-year-old, but more of an age-appropriate approach and what that looks like, which I think summer is always a really fun time to kind of begin to figure that out before right. the routine of the, the school, school year starts. Mm-hmm. Now, do you are you a routine person, a scheduled person, or what I is your personality not. like? <laughs> I am not by nature. Um, ben is okay. so. Um, if you do enneagram, I'm a very classic seven. So I okay. love kind of popping around yeah. from thing to yeah. thing. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, ben is very much a structured person. I remember um, kind of. We've been married 11 years now. I would say probably like five years into our marriage. We finally realized, I said, Ben, I think you wake up, you are you are a rifle. Like you wake up, you know what you're going to get done in the day and you get it done. And if you don't, you get it done the next day. I wake up and I am a shotgun <laughs> and there are pellets going everywhere and we will just see which ones I run with. You know, there's no telling. Um, and that has, we've laughed a lot over the years about how that's just very indicative of our personalities so that is exactly yes. yeah we blend well <laughs> I was gonna say is yes. that a good thing have y'all figured out how to work together with that most or? times okay. yes most times yes no thankfully I can kind of help him embrace kind of things as they come and he can help me be a little bit more disciplined and structured when I need to be. Mm-hmm. So it's been a good blend as yeah. we've, we've kind of softened each other's rough edges like as that. we've gone along. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're a good team. Good we team. are, you yeah. Nice yeah. You have different personalities. Mm-hmm. It is. Mm-hmm. It's hard, though. There's a rub because, I mean, like that's exactly how my family is. I am you, yeah. and my husband is Luke. He is the rifle, and I mean, and I am the... Bill yes. every which yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, so I can completely relate. <laughs> and it's hard because there is that rub. But I think that's good that God gives us that because he's caused me to go deeper in things and helped mm-hmm. me to learn how to narrow into the most important things. And, you know, and I'm hoping helping him to deal with the kind of chaos yeah. that kind of life has. Absolutely. Well, it sounds like you have kind of a vision when you said, and that's for me, I get so caught. I am very structured to the point where I'm like my day to day, minute to minute, we're having a two minute song before we have our five minute devotion. And then we're I all going to take turns. Yes. It's, it's probably too much, you know? <laughs> so when you even said that our vision is yeah. kind of, we, we want the joy before our kids. We mm. don't want to, you know, just being in the ministry. You're aware of that now. And I love yeah. that you already are thinking that through. Do you have goals for your family like that? Is that something y'all have 
really we, worked on? Yeah, okay. we do. We have, I remember when we were newly married, um, or not newly married, maybe a couple years into marriage, we hadn't started our family yet, but we knew that was coming yeah. um, closely down the line. We actually um, went to, we were at a different church and someone let us use their lake house for a weekend. And so we went and we really sat down and kind of focused on, okay, like let's think about not just our marriage, but our future family. And so we actually kind of established some family anchors that, that. yeah, that just taking some scriptures and taking some values and really trying to always root back in those as a family. Yeah, because if you have vision, then you know what to pull from and you're not kidding. Even though you are a shotgun, you're like, but this brings us back to what's our Do you have any you'd like to share? Yeah, I think um, the, the first one is that we will just seek God first in all things and in every moment. Um, kind of coming out of Matthew 6 and Luke 19, just the Lord sought us, and so we want to therefore seek Him first, and then from that, seek out one another in our family, and then from there, kind of begin to widen yeah. the circles. Um, and so kind of starting there, yeah. um, which I think our boys seeing that our priority is first seeking the Lord, and then Ben and I seeking one another and seeking them, and then seeking the church where we're called to, and then friends and family and everybody else um, that we come in contact with. So that is a big, big one for us. Another one um, I will say is we pursue unity as a team to reflect God's unity as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So we just always want to be our little Telfair family unit, you know, and just, yeah, Team Telfair. (laughs) We just want to really carve out time together so that kind of our our safe place and our point of unity is with one another Mm -hmm. but that they know that that's not just so we have kind of this picture of a family but it's more so rooted in the picture we see in the godhead Um, so those would be two there's more um but those are a couple that we really try to prioritize Tell me about the Telfair team. Like, tell me how, <laughs> like, how do y'all do that where they feel that unity? And what are some of the things that you do? Yeah, I think we try to prioritize uh, something we've really been doing a lot this summer, especially now that they're kind of old enough to begin to play games. Mm-hmm. Um, they really want to do like little game nights. And that oh, honestly like that. is not really playing games. It's them choosing songs on Alexa and dancing <laughs> and <laughs> just, you know, just yeah. cheering one another on and letting them express themselves in whatever goofy way it is at the moment. Yeah. Um, and just joining in on that it could be something as simple as playing mario kart together right. and just kind of trying to engage them where they are um, together yeah. and them seeing us with them in the things that they enjoy as much as possible yeah i like that i feel like that's a good reminder that it doesn't have to be so you know big or we're doing this it's just going the important thing is that we're together and they know that we're yeah. interested in them and what they need to be um, doing with us so I like that. Now, um, I feel like you have important goals for your family. And then on top of that, though, you have the ministry. Is that another aspect you'll have? Is that something you're able to do? Like, do you get refreshed with family and then you're able to do ministry? Or is there any kind of pull there that's tricky? Yeah, I definitely would say so. I would say that I um, I felt called to ministry at a young age. So I didn't know that that would necessarily look like being a pastor's wife. So I felt, I felt like I was 
always kind of the Lord was leading me in a path to work and serve in a local church. And so I think some of that tension is alleviated just because I'm also really passionate about ministry in the church. So it really is like one of the greatest blessings and joys Ben and I have is to do ministry together. And Mm -hmm. he really lets me come alongside him um, as much as he can, which is a really big joy and honor. So I think on that side, it's not a huge tension just because we love it so much but i do think as our boys get older and get involved in activities Mm -hmm. and we get involved in elementary school and then we get involved in the community i do think um you know again just wanting them to see that we love the church and we are called to serve the church but also wanting them to see our unique love and us prioritizing them and thankfully we are so blessed to work at for Ben to work at a church that is really intentional. They've always said, you know, when you are being the best husband and father you can be, then you're being the best pastor you can be. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have felt that in various seasons in the last six years of being at Mountain Brook Community. And so um, I'm really grateful for that because in the weeks or the days where we might need to pull away and have a little bit more time together, we're able to do that yeah. so that then we can truly just pour from a full cup as a family and as a couple and individuals. Yeah. That's just huge. I know. Yeah. I mean, it's just so hard. Like, um, I, I, I think so many people want to go out because it seems so easy, but if you don't feed your family mm-hmm. and like get the people in this close knit circle taken care of with the Lord and like with each other, you can't give out anymore. Yeah. So, making any sense today y'all i'm sorry my mind is it's like afternoon mind so sorry (laughs) it's okay i tried to diet coke on the way here i was like all right (laughs) no but i think you're but but i think you're so right and i think that that you know just as you know we have to be fed before we can really engage our families well i think the same thing applies kind of with our families before we kind of engage the church well at least from us actually serving in the church capacity yeah and I think that applies for pastors, but I think that also applies for volunteers and Bible study leaders and any church member. Yeah, I think so too. Sometimes sharing your faith can be intimidating, but genuine questions, genuine questions can lead to gospel conversations. In Matthew, Jesus enters Caesarea Philippi and asks his disciples, who do people say that the son of man is? Jesus then asked, what about you? Who do you say that I am? Jesus used questions throughout scripture to uncover the heart of man concerning himself, and we can too. I love asking people, what do you think about Jesus? It helps open the conversation to share my faith that Jesus loved me so much that he saved me from my sin and shame through his life, death, and resurrection. And now I walk in the love of God with assurance that one day I will live with him. Just as Jesus asked his disciples, who do you say that I am? You can ask those you meet, what do you think about Jesus? And use this question to share your faith. To hear a complete presentation of the gospel, visit sharing-bread.com. So how did y'all... Did did Ben know that he was going to be in the ministry immediately, like when you, when you were dating, or did was that something that you're like, oh, I wanted to be in the ministry then, and 
like or did you god just did you feel god pressing you how did that yeah so it was funny i remember um when we were kind of exactly where we were on sanford's campus when we began talking about kind of both of our kind of leanings and callings into ministry so um i felt that probably like as a teenager and he did as well um both uniquely kind of in our own church context and so he always knew that he felt called to ministry and then over the years it's just kind of developed as the lord has sort of shown us exactly kind of what that could look like in the future that's so so cool yeah well tell me about your family and like what brought you into like so if you knew that you were in high school that you wanted to be in ministry obviously you grew up in the church yeah i did so i grew up in a christian home i grew up in the church um it was actually when i was in middle school i had the opportunity to kind of be a little assistant for a second grade small group i'm pretty sure i just ran to fetch scissors and (laughs) helped glue crafts um but it was kind of in that moment that i really just loved serving the church it was my first kind of experience of service and so that kind of the lord used that little entrance point Mm -hmm. Uh, the holy spirit kind of used that to continue a pattern in my life so it kind of when i was in high school it moved towards helping with middle school groups and then when i was in college it moved towards interning and working at a church with middle school and high school students and then um now working at the church alongside ben and then also in other capacities so it's just an ebb and flow there, but the Lord really used serving mm-hmm. in the local church as a teenager to really show me sort of the life of the church yeah. outside of just a service. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Well, I was watching you through Vacation Bible School, and you just, you your love for the Lord, like, pours out of you Mm -hmm. and it's like it draws in all of these kids were just drawn to you and your love for the lord and you you just you are perfect in a child children's ministry oh my gosh she's amazing i was sitting there like i was a kid again just watching and learning about god and i was like this is so fun but you're really i mean he's got his hand on you thank you in there and and in that capacity and i loved it and i loved seeing you do your part and i was like wow this is so cool seeing somebody who's so on fire for the lord and i saw it in your children who were not anywhere close to you and then in you and i was like this is where they're getting it from tell me about this i mean because so many people want that for their families they want Mm. you know they want their kids to love the lord like that and they want to have this joy but they're lacking that 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 joy and that what what you have the zeal that you have Mm. for the lord that comes out and it's so evident by anybody who comes around you so can you tell me like what you do for your time with the lord and how you spend time with the lord and how he's worked on you well first off thank you i feel really humbled by that compliment Mm -hmm. um and i um yeah i think it's when i approach my time with the lord you know it's funny i um grew up in a pretty large mega church that obviously the Lord used in big, big, big ways in my life, but uh, their focus was more on the relational side with the Lord, not so much on actually like digging in to scripture. It was biblically based, but it really wasn't until I came to Birmingham and until I was at Sanford that I was like, oh, like I, I visited, you know, did the church hopping that you do as a freshman in college. And I was like, oh, these pastors are actually like preaching through scripture. And I realized I didn't really know how to read my Bible mm-hmm. um, and how to really prioritize knowing God through His Word. And so um, I think 
that's still something that I find myself, you know, having to really work to prioritize, mm-hmm. actually digging in scripture and getting to know God through his word. I remember um, I was really convicted, I think in COVID, because so much was kind of taken away. And I am yeah. a doer. I'm extroverted and so I love being around people I love um, kind of getting after things and so especially relationally and so when a lot of that was taken away I really felt the Lord impressing on my heart that you know I think we're we can be really easy easily tempted in our families and our church settings and as Christians to want to do things for God but neglect actually doing the work of knowing God mm-hmm. you know we can sit there at a coffee with someone and talk about him from you know the first sip to the last sip but kind of in our alone time are we actually getting to know him and mm-hmm. so I think one thing I've really focused on that has been so fruitful and beneficial in my life is really focusing on the character of God you know, anchoring myself in who he is and who scripture says he is. Mm -hmm. So that when trials come or so that when I'm sitting across from a table with someone who is going, their world has been rocked, you know, and I I can't say it's going to get better. I can't say that it's going to just go away, but I can encourage someone with the heart of Christ and I can encourage them with the power of the Holy Spirit and with who we know the Father is all from what he tells us us in his word. And so I think wanting to draw from a well that is accurate and true and without flaw has been really critical in my um, motivation just to really know him more through the word. And then I think, you know, I remember being a camp counselor in high school, and I don't know why this has stuck with me, um, but I remember them saying, like, your counselors will never be more excited than you are for camp and so I think also I kind of put that into my kids so like every Sunday because Ben's at church early so most Sundays we're kind of rushing into the car trying to all get there (laughs) dressed and ready and um, sometimes having some little resolutions in the car before we walk into the church building Um, maybe some apologies for mom about being short but I always try to instill in them how much Sunday is one of my favorite days of the week. And, you know, I'm so excited we get to go to church today. And I want them to see my excitement for not only reading scripture, but also for being around the body of Christ and actually taking part in his work in the local church. And so I want them to love the church. And I think a big part of that is them seeing me love the church. Yeah. And verbalizing that. Yeah. You know, well, that's a great so, idea too to change Sunday mornings because Sunday mornings are hard. They're know. so hard. <laughs> They're hard. Satan is on attack on a Sunday morning. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's inevitable. Somebody's gonna melt, mm-hmm. and by the time you get there, but like having your attitude be peppy and upbeat, even if in the back of your mind you're dying. Mm-hmm. You know, like because you you know lost shoes, and you know nobody can ever find their shoes Sunday morning. Right. Or like, and don't get me wrong, there are plenty of Sundays where there are tears in the car, and we have a very we can see the church from our backyard. So we have a pretty short commute, uh-huh. um, but we have a, a stoplight where sometimes there needs to be specifically apologies from me to them because I have l- maybe lost uh, my cool a little bit um, as we're kind of lollygag into the car. Yeah. But but yeah, just trying to refocus them to really see the excitement and the joy that church brings. Right, which is huge. It's all about, like to, I mean, I think um, – Joy is contagious, mm-hmm. and 
and melancholy and grouchy is contagious. Mm-hmm. And so I think as we're the like leaders of like being being the mom, I feel like we kind of lead the kids. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. A lot yeah. of times, and our personality rubs off on them, and our yeah. attitude rubs off on Absolutely. them. Absolutely. Um, and so when when you bring that joy and excitement, it really yeah. it it does do a lot. Right. And I think that eventually, of course, we'll get to a point where we'll have to sit down and we'll kind of have to have more of an honest conversation about like this is something that we choose even when we might not want to. And we're kind of at the point when they're little right now where we can just kind of be peppy. But I realize that for people who have older kids or for people who have kids who might be a little bit more like, oh, do we have to go? You know, there's opportunities for conversations there instead of just like a, you know, come on, let's go. (laughs) You'll love it when you get there, you know, um, kind of talking with them through that about why it's so important. Yeah. Well, I feel like you set the tone at a young age too. Where yeah, there isn't gonna, it feels like there wouldn't be much of that because you do have such joy around the church, and it does feel like a community, and there is mm-hmm. such beauty in the church. So I like that you're already kind of getting that mindset. That's yeah. a good reminder for when Sundays roll around. <laughs> remember, but I love what you said about drawing from the well that mm-hmm. actually gives. That was really a good nugget to take away. Is just how you're not trying to fill with other things, but you're getting filled with. Christ, which is going to bring it out and overflow Mm -hmm. to your kids. Um, What is something that would describe you at your heart? It sounds like your ministry is a big part of it. Yes, that is a really, really big part. I would say um, outside of just my family unit, Team Delphair, (laughs) I might have to coin that after today. Uh Um, I would say probably discipleship at, at my heart would probably be when just something the Lord has always used in my life to uh, really draw me closer to him, both as someone who is discipled and as someone who has the opportunity to disciple others. Yeah, I would assume you said you meet with people over coffee. Is that something you're able to do? Being it in is. The it, How, yeah. What does that look like for you? Yeah, it looks different. Um, sometimes it's having someone over for coffee, and sometimes it's in the middle of our chaos. Yesterday I had a son unexpectedly home, and a scheduled coffee with someone over, and so he was kind of having a little screen time as yeah. we had coffee on the couch. And um, sometimes it looks like actually being able to meet someone out for coffee. It, it really depends on the season and the relationship. Um, but usually in this season, it's um, someone coming over to my house and kind of doing coffee there, which is wonderful. That's really mm-hmm. nice. That's nice of you. I mean, to open up your home, I feel like, to people who need discipleship is really a big part of I think what people need, especially mm-hmm. I feel like after COVID, it was kind of like, don't. Yes. Yeah. In a way. Yes. And, and over COVID, it was opening. Marco Polo and FaceTime yeah. and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but it's been really sweet. And I think that's been really cool for, again, just, you know, my prayer is that my boys will see just those relationships within our home. Mm-hmm. And then also for some of these young moms or younger girls who, you know, see picture-perfect lives all day, every day, whether it's on social media or just, you know, to see the dishes in the sink and the children fighting in the other room and try, you know, to see, yeah, to see a little bit more of just the reality that, that life is not always perfect and that it's, it isn't always filtered, but that it is beautiful and um, being able to bring people 
into that. Mm-hmm. I do still try to sometimes do the dishes before they come <laughs> over, but, um, you know, being able to just invite someone yeah. into that. Well, and to be real, I like that, that you're saying we don't all have to perform. And I don't know if you feel pressure just even being a pastor's wife of feeling like I do need to have my dishes clean. I need to have this, mm-hmm. you know, but just for you to be able to say, this is this is my life and I'm welcoming you into it and I think that goes And back sometimes to your that's the only way I can do it because I might need to right. get some laundry done as we're right. chatting right. or yeah. you know like if it, it might be a, a way to be able and more life on life maybe yes. than necessarily uh, I'm in a season where it's more life on life and yeah. not necessarily a like okay we're going to sit down and we're going to go through this Bible this book of the Bible together um, and hopefully when schools back in session more of that can happen but i feel like that's what people need just being real and having people be there for them Mm -hmm. now have you had any obstacles in your life that you've had to overcome yeah you know um i had i've been thinking on that and I, i think one big obstacle that we went through so i mentioned our youngest is four so he'll be five in september um he had some health issues when he was younger nothing majorly serious but he was uh premature and so his lungs just didn't develop Mm -hmm. as strong as they Mm -hmm. could have so especially when he was younger when he would get sick it would always just go straight to his lungs and we ended up um in that season probably having about four stays at children's um for kind of week periods at a time for him to just receive oxygen and breathing treatment and so it was a really hard season for me because I've, as I've mentioned, I'm I'm pretty extroverted and relational, and I love being involved in ministry. And it was very much one of those seasons where the Lord was like, "In nope, we're pulling it all back." Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. like I was finding myself. I can very easily tend to say yes to a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm that's still something I'm actively working on. <laughs> yeah. Is uh, just because it's yes doesn't mean it is best. And so um, the Lord really kind of put us in a position or me in a position to where I was having to say no, but in saying no, it was this opportunity to, you know, provide and support for my family in a way that they needed it in that season. And I think um, there was a lot of of growth that happened in that season, but it was also really, really hard. I mean, it was hard to kind of feel like a lot of, a lot of maybe where I found my identity Mm -hmm. um, was kind of being taken away you know and then I think the stress of having a sick child you know every cough is this going to be another visit every you know sickness and then having to work through schedules and um you know it took a toll on my health for a little while and um we're able to finally kind of get our feet actually COVID was a big blessing for our family because we because we we circled up really tight Mm -hmm. because obviously respiratory illness (laughs) respiratory kiddo um and so he really was able to actually in that time frame strengthen a lot um and so it kind of feels like in the last year we're sort of able to and maybe that's where some of the joy you're seeing comes from is just that it's it's finally an opportunity to kind of dive back in in a way that i've craved um but not been able to yeah. for a little while well and god kind of takes away things for seasons mm-hmm. and like lets you get deep in and he does it for a purpose mm-hmm. like his yes is his no's are always for a greater yes yeah. you know mm-hmm. and i love that and so like we had that same thing where everything i mean i have early babies and yeah. everything was circled in during yes. COVID. i mean we had that and it was like oh my gosh my whole world has stopped mm-hmm. but god had god used it and carved out this time 
for such a greater yes. Yeah. You know, and and I love how I've seen him work. And in the same time, strengthening my kids' health and all of the mm-hmm. things that, yeah. you know, you wouldn't have thought. So yes. it's crazy. And I think that's where he did kind of impress on me, you know, that, that maybe I had been aiming to do a lot for him, but neglected actually really knowing him and doing the work of knowing him. And so it was this sort of, you know, yes, these things are good, but maybe you're putting your identity in the wrong place, even yeah. in these good things. Right. And maybe we need to refocus back mm-hmm. here. Yeah. Um, and so it, it took a little while to get there, um, <laughs> but and, and still working on it. But um, it was definitely, I think, a challenging season, especially when he was sick, because we were moving churches too. So there was a lot of, you know, we had actually, I guess we had kind of more recently started at Mountain Brook Community. So still very new in our community there and mm-hmm. Ben's role and so it just felt like a lot of transition and familiarity we don't have family in town so it was really just kind of us walking through this season of okay when is this going to be over Mm -hmm. and there was never an answer you know it was always he'll grow out of it eventually um so which we're getting closer and closer but that's scary and it's scary to walk on it like without your family beside Mm -hmm. you i mean yeah i know that had to been really hard it was (laughs) but it was but (laughs) i do think but i do think that's where a lot of our unity comes from is just yeah being together yeah and kind of prioritizing that I love that even you're saying the obstacles were hard at the time. You learn from them. And then now you're saying all the joy. And I'm like, that's what biblical journey is like, right? But yeah. for you not to just move on and not even see the what you had to go through to get to yeah. the other side. And just Which I think that was a part that. of the growth for me because yeah. I don't I don't naturally love hard things. Yeah. Um, I don't naturally love to sit in the difficult mm-hmm. of moments. Um, my personality is kind of like, all right, let's see the bright side and we're going to move on. Yeah. And so I think the Lord really taught me in that season that to really truly see what he was doing and allow myself to sit longer than maybe I wanted to and Mm -hmm. some of the hard of it so that I could then really truly see his faithfulness as he worked through that season instead of just brushing past it um, Mm -hmm. and not really allowing myself to to see what he was doing yeah. yeah. Did you do you journal? How do you process I, that? I'm I love journals. I have a lot okay. of half filled journals. <laughs> um, so I love the idea of them. Um, but I more so, so I do in, in different seasons, I will find myself really sitting down and writing because I find that um, my mind can feel a little bit scattered. Yeah. If I'm not, it feels a little bit more like I can actually get my thoughts uh-huh. out when mm-hmm. I'm writing. Um, so I do really enjoy. Yeah journaling it's just before I finish one I'm already fascinated by the next yes, one I see I at Target that, so that, that pulls my attention yeah. mm-hmm. um, but then I would also say just really um, trying to prioritize prayer as okay. well I okay. think that that's something that I've really been working on recently yeah, um, just when you so, said I'm sitting in it it kind of made mm-hmm. me wonder what does that look like because I'm quick to breathe everything's too and I'm going yeah. so did you just write down what you were feeling but you're just more prayer and connecting I with think the Lord yeah I think prayer connecting with him writing it down um, and then honestly for forcing myself to just sit on the couch with a cup of coffee mm-hmm. and just sit okay and not move to the next chore or to the next thing but actually just really like sitting in it yeah processing yeah just processing and verbally i'm a verbal processor and so has ben so a lot of that is also us processing together um and kind of letting him speak wisdom into that so like would you give me like a little bit more of an example because i do not process and i just move right through (laughs) i'm I'm glad i'm 
not the only yeah, one. Well, you're not. <laughs> I'm really like, oh my gosh, Jesus, I am just like you. Oh, uh, a lot older, but, oh, uh, but I mean, all of these things. So how did you, like, would you give me an example of like, okay, so like take your kid being in the hospital or mm-hmm. some, somebody being in the hospital or sick. How would, how do you sit in that emotion? I think, one, I am no expert, Um, so this is definitely something I'm still growing in. But I would say um, some of – it's kind of threefold, I would say, for me. Um, So I would say trying to, in my time in the Word, um, not – part of it is I feel like I can also approach Scripture sometimes in the same way. Like if I'm not really – getting what I want to out of it, then I'm just going to move on to the next section where I feel like I'm getting something out of it. Uh And Mm -hmm. so I think part of that is in that difficult season, forcing myself to not rush through other areas Mm -hmm. as well. Um, And so whether that's through scripture or through um, processing with Ben um, some, but I would say uh, maybe practically, like when I was in the hospital room with Liam Mm -hmm. and there wasn't necessarily a a clear date of when we would go home and there was shuffling around there. Um, I think a big part for me in that time was prayer, reminding myself of who God was and what his promises to me are, that this isn't going to be easy, that he doesn't promise all these things, but that that he has given me the gift of being this little boy's mom. Mm-hmm. And that I think in that moment, it was easy to see just the Lord's gift in motherhood and just the Lord's gift in the fact that I have this little boy and that I have the opportunity to uh, choose him in this moment. And so I think in ways trying to point towards gratitude, Mm -hmm. not in a way that buried but in a way that recognized the reality of what was happening, but also kind of opened the door for the Lord to do what he was going to do with it um, was really powerful for me in that mm-hmm. season. Just almost relinquishing the, desi- like the desire to um, control yeah. <laughs> what yeah. was going to happen, yeah. um, even in my effort to just move on to the next right. thing, was me controlling my emotions and me controlling my heart, but also me controlling the story. And so I think there was a lot of prayer of surrender um, and a lot of in that surrender choosing to try to have a heart of gratitude, but gratitude in recognizing the hard and voicing the hard too yeah. in that. Um, so almost a, this is the reality, but I also surrender and see what you could be doing. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, I mean, that, I know, I'm so glad you asked that question. So I was like, that was, that was I've already thought about how I'm going to use this. That's awesome. <laughs> The reason we call this podcast Every Part is because the Bible says that we are all part of God's body. And that's so important to remember. And it's so fun for me to get to hear different people's parts in the body of Christ. And this is what the Bible says about it. Now the body is not made up of one part, but of many. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason cease to be part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not, for that reason, cease to be part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? 
If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has arranged the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they all were one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. verses do you mainly cling to like when you're in these kind of trials and like what are some of the things yeah so I would say um, kind of a core one for me I have probably three one Psalm 139 the whole thing just is always a go-to for me whenever I just want to be reminded of just who I am in the Lord Um, and then another um, is actually Psalm it's it's an odd one um, and it'll probably reveal a little bit about my heart, um, but it's <laughs> Psalm 37 through 9, and it's the portion that says, two things I ask of you, deny them not to me before I die, remove far from me, falsehood and lying, give me neither poverty nor riches, feed me with the food that is needful for me, lest I be full and deny you and say, who is the Lord, or lest I be poor and steal and profane the name of God. And so that's always kind of been a scary prayer for me, but mm-hmm. one that I return back to because I can often find myself wanting more you know i can find myself Mm -hmm. wishing for more relationally wishing for more you know monetarily wishing for more things wanting more looking for the next thing and really reining myself back in to be in a position where like no lord put me put me in a place where i am in a healthy dependence on you Mm -hmm. um you know where i see you're working and i'm depending on your working and i'm not you know I just it's been a really sweet place for me to you know I don't want to be full and deny him mm-hmm. um, but then I also don't want to be you know lacking and take his name in vain and so kind of putting me just in that daily bread category um, is kind of a odd verse that no, I somehow I, I somehow happened upon and it just it helps me rein in my fleshly yeah. desire for just yeah. wanting to proceed on to all the next better more yes. things in life well contentment is such an important thing mm-hmm. and i think like we we rushed past it. i was talking about it with somebody the other day and like when i got marriage counseling the first thing that he said to me was now the best thing you can do as a wife is love the lord love your husband and love your house Mm. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Love my house. But he was saying, be content with the house that God's given you. Yeah. Your husband has given you. Like, be content where you are, not like looking for something else. And it has been amazing advice because I really do love my home. I mean, yeah. I, I love it. I, I mean, you know, and it's falling apart a little bit. But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it might be some little areas. Right, that, there's some areas yeah. I'd like to improve upon, but, you know, <laughs> but that's okay. And, mm. But, I mean, uh, contentment is learned. Like mm-hmm. Paul says, I've learned Yes. To be content in any yes. kind of every situation. Well-fed or hungry, plenty or in want, you know, it's it's a secret to be content. And mm-hmm. I think when we pray that and we mean that and we cling to a verse like yours, like, it changes us. And it, does, it changes yeah. the people around us mm-hmm. because then we're not always wanting more from everybody around mm-hmm. us. Because when you're wanting more, it, it kind of goes to everybody around you, too. It does, yeah. I want you to be better kids or I want you to, you know, bring more money or whatever. It's just, it's this insatiable thing mm-hmm. that really only God can satisfy. Absolutely. And so you're finding your joy and in, in your salvation, I mean, and your everything in the Lord. Mm. So. 
sometimes I might be praying this through gritted teeth, That's you know, like, <laughs> oh, do I really want you to answer this? Are we sure? I don't want you to make sure I'm full, <laughs> you know? I don't mind being full for this season. Um, but just really being in a place of dependence, I think, is has always been a prayer. Yeah. Well, how would you describe your part? We're talking about just being a body, a part of the body of Christ, and we Mm -hmm. all have different parts. How would you describe your part? And is there any area that you feel like you're not quite doing your part in yet or you would like to grow in? That's a great question. Um, So I would say um, as far as my my part, I think my my hope and my prayer is just that I would have opportunities to – connect women um, and sometimes it's through I think a lot of times the best way to connect a mom or a woman is sometimes through her children if we're talking about that specifically um, or even women who do not have children or who are younger um, but my hope and my prayer and I want to I think a lot of my what I feel like the Lord has called me to is I want people to to see scripture come alive but also the church come alive I want them to see it more than just a Sunday service or more than just sitting in a community group, but really feeling the breath of the church throughout the week and their family and in their lives personally and really being able to to see the biblical community that scripture encourages us in and talks us about. Um, as far as where I can grow in that, um, we've, we've kind of talked a little bit about um, the fact that I kind of have one of those personalities where um, there's always a lot happening um, and I can easily hop from thing to thing maybe before finishing the thing that I had just hopped from um, and so yeah discipline I will say discipline is is not my strong suit uh, which is so funny because it is my husband's strong suit like to a T he's the most disciplined man I have ever met it is not my strong suit and so a lot of times in my flesh and in um, my day to day I can find myself really just veering towards comfort and really just veering towards what is easy and what feels good for me in the moment. And and if I'm being honest, there are times more often than I would like to admit that that has a negative effect on my marriage and has a negative effect on my children because for me in the moment, it's what feels best for me and what is <laughs> what's easiest. And so really, I think an area that I feel the Lord growing me in in this season is really learning to prioritize the things that I know are beneficial, not just for me, uh, but for my family as well. And just continuing to work on that dying to self. Um, You know, I can, I'm I'm a real good justifier, so I can justify just about anything. Um, And so just really, yeah, just working on um, having eyes to see what I need to prioritize and then uh, the grit to actually do it. It's a tough balance being a seven because there is so I see such just you seem so laid back like you said opening up your home like I don't feel any sort of I mean I feel like God gifts you in the way that yes. you're able to be flexible yes. and kind of I mean I feel like I would be comfortable around you if you said come over I'd be like oh she's you best. should so I feel that from you so I feel like God is doing that in your part but I also feel like the balance between your husband too and as moms we do have to have a little bit of structure and have yeah. to have, kind of push ourselves and like I think said, deny one of our other things. family anchors is stewardship you know stewardship okay. you know stewardship of our time and our treasures and um, our bodies and so you know wanting to make sure that I am I'm stewarding those things well because 
I know that that is what I'm called to and um, that Christ obviously set the prime example for that. And so part of that is just this desire to look more like him and not necessarily this like making more of me, but in just a making less of me. And so where where are the ways that I need to die to myself more um, in an effort to be more like him. That's awesome. Need that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That Still good. very much working on it. So sweet of God. I can see like because I'm a terrible journaler. So what I do, I mean, I, my mom has bought me a million journals, and they're mm-hmm. all like I've got one note in each one. Of them. <laughs> yeah. it's ridiculous. It's insane. Like I've got a million one noters. I have one line. Mm-hmm. Dear Caroline, I'm going to write to you for forever. <laughs> I love it. it. I love <laughs> you it. Did the cutest thing today. Yes. Like, six years later. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> but but mm-hmm. I do write notes in my Bible because mm-hmm. I don't lose my Bible and I yes. read my Bible every day. And so I will write like if God's convicting me of sweet tea or mm-hmm. too much TV or too much whatever it is and he'll work on one thing that I'm being selfish on until I move on mm-hmm. to the next thing you know yeah. and like he keeps he'll keep bringing it up and bringing it up in my quiet time and I'll, and I'll write it down and I'm not going to talk about that right now yeah. keep moving on <laughs> justify it but then I mean I think it's sweet of God that he works on things and pulls them out of us but how like you're aware of like okay this is not healthy for me and this hurts people in my family mm-hmm. when I do give in to myself mm-hmm. instead of you know doing the harder thing and doing what God wants me to do and being selfless and taking that time that I wanted for me and giving it to my children or giving yeah. it to my husband when all I wanted to do was get in a hot bath and you know whatever read yeah. a book or, I don't know yeah. um, and I think that'll be something that's really important to model because I don't think our our uh, self-care culture is right. necessarily going to be going anywhere. So whether you have daughters or sons, you know, I think that there is going to be more and more and more a fight for, well, this is this is how I'm caring for myself. And, you know, I think that a lot of that movement is, you know, great. I'm all for pedicures and massages. But at the same time, I think there is such a priority on self mm-hmm. that, you know, I think that's going to be really important for us to model to our children right how we are you know and sometimes not in a way that is guilting or shaming but in a way that's helping them see you know how if we're asking them to not do certain things then maybe show them ways that we are also having to die to ourselves for the betterment of those around us um because they act on what they see they do i mean and, and you can say mommy would really love to be doing this right now but mm-hmm. right now actually i'm going to be spending time with you helping you clean or mm-hmm. so that we can do it together because i love you and and this is god calls me to die to myself just like he's calling mm-hmm. you to die to yourself and stop playing the game and clean it up you know mm-hmm. like yeah it starts with little things but mm-hmm. they see those things yeah. they really do <laughs> I'm so, I've just so loved talking to you. You're amazing. This is so fun. I just want to keep you in my pocket and just pull you out every moment of every day because uh, you are very, you are very, very kind. Um, Thank you. Thank you. You're living out what God's called you to do, which is just Mm -hmm. huge. And you are, you're developing fully devoted followers of Christ Mm -hmm. in your house. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to your church and you're being a light where you are. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, and you are doing your part. I mean, and you Thank are you. drawing. Like, I, when I walk past the children's ministry on Sunday mornings, I mean, poor thing, you saw me one day, perks <laughs> melted, our baby melted. I mean, like, screaming in the bathroom, did not want to go into the church service. And she was just delight. And just, it was like, okay, it's okay. Like, this happens. And you just showed such joy and love. And, mm-hmm. like, it's okay, Betsy. You know, everybody, this happens to other people, too. <laughs> I'm sure mine was melting down probably 30 minutes earlier. <laughs> like, okay. But, I mean, that is contagious mm-hmm. and your love is contagious and your shining is just unbelievable so way to go girl oh thank you, you. <laughs> thank you um do you have anything else no, I, mean, I mean, I was going to say the same thing. I'm like, oh, you said it better. But I don't know. I feel like I just met you. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go change some things in my life. Oh, no, oh stop. You. No, no, no. And please, like, I am. No, it's sweet. It's, like, the most. Like, oh. it, just, it flows out of you. And I like just how you don't seem so rigid, but you just seem like you have a plan. But I don't know. Or well, I do. I just wish you. that, I mean, hearing you say that, it's not, it's just, I just wish that, I wish that people could see the way the Lord has gifted them and feel what it feels like to be used by the Lord in that. Because it's like when you feel it, you can't help but want to continue working in that. You know, you can't help but want to keep doing that. You know, it's such a unique feeling to really feel the Lord using you despite yourself <laughs> right? and so because so often it is 100 percent despite me like truly we were talking about sundays a couple sundays ago we were getting in the car and um i was um speaking strongly to my children and uh we had a neighbor walking her dog by and she lives two streets over and she knows that ben's a pastor and um as we got in the car i was like oh man <laughs> that probably did not sound very indicative of a pastor's wife as i'm you know trying to like rush them into the car um, verbally. So, it, <laughs> yes, um, I just, yeah, I just wish that people could experience what that feels like because I think once you do, your life has changed forever. Yeah. So, awesome. you don't want to go back. You don't. No, you don't. Yeah. You want to find other ways to be able to do that. Right. Mark. And you want that family. I think so many people think, oh, it's so hard right at the beginning. It, like, if you start off and do the right thing first, mm-hmm. it's nowhere near as hard if you wait and try to go back yeah. and get that time back yeah. and all of that stuff. So like you're doing the right thing now, even though it's really hard. And even mm-hmm. though you're having to like go through gritted teeth and apologize every stop sign, you're doing the right thing. Right. So that like like later it gets not easier, but it's there's I don't know, it's just a blessing in the obedience mm-hmm. of doing Yeah. And I think and I think people try to do it in a way that's like the other people they see, which I don't think is a bad thing, but the Lord makes us unique for a reason. And so I think finding your unique gifting and how the church, your family, the people around you can benefit from that and your unique unique gifting. I think there's a lot of people serving the church in ways that they feel like they have to but might not be exactly their unique giftings. And I think when we're serving regardless but in our unique giftings as well, I think it's really easy to love and enjoy it and come to life and have the joy in it because it's it's you using your giftings for the betterment of the church right. and your family and the people around you. Yeah. Preach on. So go and Preach on. Your yeah. Heart. yeah, so go with your heart. <laughs> <laughs> I just loved Meredith. What? Me she's too. so Me much too. fun yes. talking to. Yes. I mean, she's just so encouraging, and like I love her attitude. Of just um, 
you know, she knows that she makes mistakes, but she does quick repentance and moves on. And, you know, she's really open with her kids about, you know, look, mom, sorry. Like sometimes I'm having a bad day too. I loved how she said, we have one stop sign before we get to church. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but we, and a lot of times there's a lot of asking for forgiveness. But, you know, that's real. And like um, we all face that. But I love that she um, takes her job as a mom seriously yeah. and she parents well and with intention and and she talks about jesus all the time with her kids and she uses every moment as a teachable moment yeah. and not just at one certain time in the morning or on sunday mornings or you know, sundays maybe afternoons <laughs> <laughs> um so i just love how she uh is you know f- footloose and fancy free but with intention you know mm-hmm. she has that nice balance of like airy but she still has a lot of purpose behind everything that she does um and you feel that you feel that with her um in church and around her that she just really shines god's light to everybody that she's around and i just appreciate that i feel like she does her part really well and i feel like um her part is lighting the way for others and encouraging us to get in there and um just shine bright so everybody go do your part (laughs) 